Well, good morning, everybody. I have just been passed some good news this morning that I've heard. So uh, apparently word in the grapevine is that Jordan has just got engaged to David. So if we want to give a, a big round of applause to Jordan. So you might want to see Jordan later on, congratulate her and see the ring. Uh, but Christmas is finally here. Christmas is here. I don't know, boys and girls, I loved seeing all of your presents. You woke up this morning and there was presents around the tree and you've opened them and Christmas is here. But I wonder how long you've been waiting for Christmas. I'm sure you've been waiting with expectation and with excitement for a long time for Christmas. I don't know. Any of the boys and girls, do you want to put your hand up if you had your tree up in your house in November? In November. Not in December, in November. Did anybody have the tree up in their house in October? No. Okay, well, lots of people wait a long time. Some people, once Christmas is over and is out of the way, they can't wait. They're already getting prepared for next Christmas. They love it so much that they're waiting for a long time. Well, I brought my stocking with me. This is my stocking. It's not usually full, but it's a, it's a good stocking to have. And I brought some things in my stocking that help us to wait for Christmas. I wonder if you've got any of these things in your house, if I could find some of them in here. Let me see. So the first thing I've got in my stocking that helps us wait for Christmas is a sleeps till Christmas sign. Does anybody have a sleeps till Christmas sign in their house? No, just one, two, couple of people have a sleeps to Christmas. So what happens is you start off maybe at the start of December and you write 25 sleeps to Christmas and then every day you rub it out and you write 24 and then 23. Well, this one obviously is from our house and there was so much excitement in our house this morning that we didn't rub out the last one. This was from yesterday. One sleep till Christmas. That helps us wait for Christmas. Got something else that helps us wait for Christmas. Wait with excitement and expectation. Maybe you've seen one of these in your house. Well, does any boy or girl know what this is? Yeah, AJ, do you know what this is? A calendar, that's right, it's an advent calendar. It's an advent calendar, and what you do is every day you open up the advent calendar, and this one has chocolate in it, and you get a particular treat. You know that advent calendars are becoming increasingly difficult to get hold of? They say their days are numbered. <laughs> but you can get all sorts of not chocolate ones. You can get all different types of advent calendars. Maybe you had an advent calendar in your house. Maybe you used that advent calendar to help you wait for Christmas. Something else that we have that we used that can help us wait for Christmas, and I know some boys and girls have been using this as well, is you have an Advent devotional. So this has a Bible reading for every day through December. And you can read this and you can prepare your minds for Christmas to learn about the real meaning of the Christmas story, how Jesus was born to be the savior of the world. That's something else that we use to help us wait for Christmas. So I'm sure you had so much excitement and anticipation. You were itching for Christmas. You were waiting and waiting and waiting and then Christmas is finally here. Well, I want to take you back to the very first Christmas. The very first Christmas. You know something? There wasn't much expectation. There wasn't much anticipation. There wasn't really much waiting. A few people were waiting, but not many people were waiting. Even though God had promised 
Adam and Eve. God had promised Abraham. God had promised David. God, through all of the prophets, had promised he would send a promised Messiah, a Savior who would be the, the Lord of all the earth. And God promised all of this. You'd think, oh, would, just like you wait for Christmas, you'd be thinking, the people will be waiting. When's he coming? This promised Messiah. Oh, we can't wait. We'll be waiting for him. Well, sadly, there was very little waiting. Only a few people were waiting. And sometimes when we come to the Christmas story, we hear the story of the shepherds. You know, shepherds were out in the fields. They probably weren't waiting, but the angels appeared to them. It was like, boom, glory to God in the highest. We look at the wise men. They probably weren't waiting, but a star appeared in the sky and they followed the star to worship the one who was born to be the savior of the world. But there were a few people waiting. And Jackie read for us a passage in the Bible that tells us of one person that we know of that was waiting and waiting eagerly and expectantly. And his name was Simeon. And sometimes you don't hear about Simeon very often when we talk about the Christmas story, but he's a very important figure. Simeon was an old man and he was waiting. He knew all of God's promises, but even all of God's promises to Adam and to David and to Abraham and to, through all the prophets, Simeon had something even more special. God had promised him directly that he would see the salvation of the world before he died. He had a personal promise that he would see the salvation of the world before he died. So Simeon was waiting. He was waiting eagerly and expectantly. So I can imagine Simeon's friends and they'd come up to him, well, Simeon, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. What are you, what's your plans for today? Simeon would go, I'm waiting. Well, Simeon, is not not what you did yesterday? Well, it's, it's not the only thing I do, yes, but I was waiting yesterday, I'm waiting today, I'll be waiting tomorrow. His friends must have thought it's great to be retired. But anyway, Simeon was waiting for the promised Messiah to come. His friends probably said, well, are you going to recognize this salvation of Israel when it appears? Simeon went, oh yes, I will know it when I see it. And so Mary and Joseph, they took the baby Jesus. According to the customs, they took him to the temple to be dedicated. And the Holy Spirit led Simeon to the temple at the same time that Mary and Joseph were there. And Simeon took the baby Jesus, held him in his arms, and he said, My eyes have seen the salvation of the world. And then he prayed a very strange thing. He said, Now, Lord, let your servant depart in peace. He had seen God's salvation. He knew that this baby was going to be the savior of the world. And we know that story because we know that Jesus was born. He lived a perfect life. He went to the cross. He died on the cross. He died a death for the sins of the world. So that all who trust in him, ask for forgiveness for their sins, can have their sins forgiven and can have a new life in Christ. Simeon was waiting. Lots of people weren't waiting. Simeon was trusting God's promise and God always keeps his promises. And Simeon saw the salvation of the world. It's a wonderful story. But I wonder just how much you're, you're very good at waiting for Christmas. God's given one more promise. And God promised that Jesus would come as a baby to this world to be the savior of the world. But God has promised that Jesus will come again. And the big question is, we're, we're good at waiting for Christmas. And the very first Christmas, not many people were waiting. The sad thing is that even though God has promised that Jesus will come again, not many people are waiting for Jesus coming again. Not people have that excitement and expectation and anticipation. Well, God kept all his people. God kept his promise the first time. God will keep his promise again the second time. 
So we need to be ready. We need to be ready. I'm wondering if I could have... Um, I've got one more thing in my stocking. If I could have a, a boy or a girl, does anybody like to volunteer to help me out for an important task? Let me see. Rebecca, do you want to come up? I think you might be, you might be helpful for this. If you want to come up and see. Now, I want you to stand here. It's a very simple task. Just stand here. And are you right-handed or left-handed? Do you know? Right-handed, maybe? Left-handed? Right-handed, this hand, okay? So I want you to put your hand like this, okay? And I've got some... Snowballs, mini Cadbury in my stocking. That was great, okay? And I'm going to hold this like this, okay? And I'm going to drop it. And whenever I, as soon as I drop it, not until I drop it, once I drop it, I want you to catch. Catch it. But only when I drop it, okay? Do you get get the, do you understand what you have to do? It's it's very simple. No, that's okay, but just try your best to catch it. No, stop putting your hand down. Just keep your hand up like that. That's it, okay? So whenever I drop it... Very simple. I, I'll drop. I'll drop this, okay? And you catch it, okay? Right, now, are you ready? Are you sure you're ready? Concentrating very hard, okay? Did you have a nice Christmas? <laughs> Didn't. Oh. Right. We'll try one last time. One last time, okay? Right. You stand there, right? Okay. Now, are you, it's a very easy task that you have to do, okay? See, your your dad could do it, no problem. Oh, oh. Right, now we'll try something different. I'm being a little bit mean. I'm being a little bit mean, okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say one, two, three. Okay, and on three, I'm going to drop it. Right? Okay? Now, don't catch it until I say three, until I drop it, but on three, I'm going to drop it. Right? Are you ready? One, two, three. Ooh, we'll try it one more time. Try it one more time, see? Right, you ready? One, two, three. Ah, well done, well done. Tell you what, you take that, you take that. Make sure you share it with the rest of your family later on. But I wonder, can anybody realize the difference? Rebecca had no chance of catching the, the, the chocolate because she didn't know when it was coming. She didn't know when it was coming. But when she was prepared, she caught the chocolate. She was ready for the chocolate. And that's the same. God has promised that Jesus will return. We've been thinking about waiting for Jesus' return. We need to be people who are waiting, and waiting will mean that we are ready and prepared. How can we be ready and prepared for Jesus' return? Well, it's to make sure that we are known by Jesus, that we have put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to be our Savior and our Lord, that we're ready for when he comes back, he will know us as one of his own. That's how we get ready and we get prepared. So boys and girls, I hope that this Christmas that you'll think about what it was like to be waiting with expectation for Christmas. And I hope that we'll have that same eagerness and anticipation and expectation to be looking forward to Jesus' return. And we'll be ready and be prepared, trusting in him for our salvation, living with him as Lord and Savior of our lives. But I want to share just to the rest of us in the room. We've been talking a little bit to the boys and girls, but these are lessons that are for us all. I wonder if you're here in church this morning and maybe you, you, you're, you're loving life. Things are good in life. You're loving life. You enjoy good food and good friends, good fun, um, good music, good art. You enjoy the, the, the countryside, the world around us. You're enjoying all of life. But maybe underneath all of that, you recognize that something's missing. Well, Jesus was born to bring fulfillment to life. Jesus was born to bring fulfillment. Maybe you're here in church this morning 
and your life is a little bit messy, your life's maybe a little bit chaotic, well, Jesus came to bring order, to restore order and to bring peace. Jesus can give that. Maybe you're here this morning and at Christmas time, Christmas time, to be honest, is a time of despair. It's maybe a time of loneliness. It's maybe a time of grief. Maybe it's a time of reflection on past guilts. Well, Jesus has come to bring comfort, to bring forgiveness and freedom as well. So no matter what situation you find yourselves in, Jesus was born, born that man no more may die, born to give abundant life born to offer forgiveness, hope, and peace. That's the Christmas message. But he's also promised that he will return to restore all things, to take those who love him to heaven. So uh, my challenge this morning is, as we celebrate Christmas, this Christmas, if you, know, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, that you put your faith and trust in him because he can meet you at your very need. And for those of us, many people in this room, I know have done that. You've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, trusted him as your Lord. You're living for your life for him. Well, what does waiting look like? There, there are two types of waiting. There's waiting when you go to the, the dentists. Sometimes when you go to the dentist, you sit in the dentist and you're, you're sitting there kind of in my case in fear and trembling waiting for the dentist. You're, it's passive waiting. But there's a different type of waiting, and I'm sure it's maybe the waiting that some of you will be doing today. You probably have visitors coming at lunchtime, maybe guests for lunch. What happens when you have guests coming for lunch? Well, you're waiting for them to arrive, aren't you? But what are you doing? You're hoovering the floor, you're setting the table, you're putting the turkey into the oven, you're getting the dessert ready, you're pouring the drinks, you're waiting for, you're waiting but you're active while you're waiting, you're busy. And that's if those of us who know and love Jesus Christ, we need to be people who are waiting for his return, that we're serving him, that will impact our time and our talents and our finances, that will be living lives of service to our Lord and Master as we eagerly await and anticipate his return. Christmas time is a great time to focus on the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ drives us to the cross, and the cross drives us to his second coming. That's why we've already sung it this morning. Um, there is a day all creation has longed for when all of time has been spent and the Lord returns. His song we'll repeat as heaven completes promised peace that will fill the nations. I love the verse in Once in Royal David City as well. And at last our eyes shall see him through his own redeeming love for that child so dear and gentle is our Lord in heaven above. And he leads his children on to the place where he is gone. So we've been thinking about waiting this morning. It's a great thing to be waiting for Christmas, waiting with eagerness and anticipation. Trust and pray that the Lord will, will make each one of us have that eagerness and that anticipation, being ready by trusting in Christ, waiting for his final return. Let's take time to pray together, and we'll pray that the Lord will uh, use this, his word, and he'll use it in each of our hearts and in our lives this Christmas time. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for the wonder of Christmas time. We want to thank you for the wonder of the incarnation, that the Son of God became flesh 
made his dwelling among us, and we have beheld his glory. Father, we pray that this Christmas you'll fill, fill, fill our hearts with the wonder and the truths that God came near, that Jesus Christ came to be born, to be the Savior of the world. We thank you that he lived that perfect life, that he went to the cross where he took the punishment for sin on himself. And Father, we thank you that he offers forgiveness for sin. He offers abundant life. He offers fulfillment. He offers peace. He offers comfort. He offers joy. And I pray that every person in this room will put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to be ready for his sure return. So, Father, we pray for this Christmas. We thank you for all the blessings that we enjoy and the gifts that we have. We pray for this day. We pray that we'll enjoy time with family and with friends. We pray for those who maybe have despair and may have loneliness. Father, we know that you are the great comforter. That, Father, we know that Jesus has experienced all of these things. He experienced loneliness in the garden when his friends deserted him. He experienced grief when he had the death of his friend Lazarus. We thank you that he can meet us at our very needs. We pray that today we will know a sense of his presence by his spirit with us as we celebrate Christmas and rejoice that the, that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. So, Father, we pray for what we've heard from your word this morning. Bless us, each one of us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.